Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring Lena Horne, Don Amici, and Francis Langford as the Bickersons, comedian Guy Marks, plus excerpts from some of the popular adventure shows. Lena Horne has been one of our more important entertainers for many, many years. As a guest star in motion pictures, she's been recognized the world over, and her records have sold in the millions, and her radio appearances during the 40s were welcomed by everyone. Sometimes I'm happy, sometimes I'm blue. My disposition depends on you. I never mind the rain from the sky as long as there's sunshine in your eyes. Sometimes I hate you, sometimes I love you, but when I hate you, it's cause I love you That's how I am So what can I do? I'm happy when I'm with you Sometimes I say I will And then I say I won't Sometimes I think I do And then I know I don't Believe me, I never mind The rain from the sky As long as there's sunshine in your eyes Sometimes I hate you Sometimes I love you But when I hate you It's cause I love you That's how I am So what can I do? Gee, I'm happy when I'm with you Cartoons and comic strips are one of the oldest forms of entertainment, and many comic strip characters also became radio programs during its golden days. Nobody who was a kid between 1930 and 1945 can ever forget these sounds and these favorite comic strip characters. Smiling Jack now coming in on runway number one. Hi, Mary. Jack, darling. Oh, Jack, you're hurting me. Did you miss me, honey? You know I did. Presenting Mandrake the Magician. 
The giant Lothar stands silently regarding Mandrake, whose eyes are fixed dreamily on the dancing tongues of flame. Listen. Here we are, right on the dock, 545, with little orphan Annie's newest adventure. And remember what we told you last night. If you want a picture of Radio's little orphan Annie, send your name and address to her in care of the station you listen to, and enclose a little white pamphlet from a can of oval tea. Uh-uh, don't touch that dial. Listen to... Another personality who became famous in the comic strips and motion pictures and on radio was the real-life cowboy Tom X. If Tom Mix were still on the radio today, his program might sound something like this. Straight shooters always win. Lawbreakers always lose. The Tom Mix Hot Mush Straight Shooters Club is on the air. Well, looky here. It's roundup time. So let's get going. But first... For all of you who have asked, here once again is Don Amici along with Francis Langford as they team up for another episode in the day in the life of the Bickersons. Any minute he'll go into orbit. Oh, dear. 
What's the matter? The whining and giggling and running and snarling is driving me crazy. Yeah, me too, Blanche. Who's doing it? You're doing it. It amazes me how you can sleep at all with your guilty conscience. Not guilty. Put out the lights. I will not. This is one night you're not going to get away with it. Blanche, what's the matter with you? It's three o'clock in the morning. You had a good time tonight. Now, why don't you let me sleep? I had a miserable time. It was the unhappiest anniversary I ever spent. Why didn't you show up for the party, John? I told you. I got stuck at the office. <laughs> I'd like to believe that. What were you doing? Working. Sure. That's always the first excuse. If I don't fall for that, you have a second excuse, then a third, and a fourth. What were you working on? A fifth. <laughs> You'd better not be so bold, John Pickerson. For your information, I got a call from Louise Shaw. What about it? She saw you coming out of a saloon at midnight. She saw you, and I don't deny it. I'm not denying it. Why were you coming out of a saloon at midnight? Because I had to come out sometime. <laughs> I'm warning you, John. You better give up that habit. Every time you go into a saloon, the devil goes in with you. Well, if he does, he pays for his own drinks. <laughs> Good night. Oh, no. What time did you leave the office? I left the office at 11 o'clock. I caught the bus at 11.05. I got off at 11.54. I stopped at the cocktail bar and bought a corkscrew and waited an hour. Why? Because it was pouring outside. What were you doing? Pouring inside. <laughs> Are you satisfied? Is that what you wanted me to say? No, I just want the truth. The truth is I was working. Blanche, I've had a rough day. I went to work at 7 this morning. No breakfast, no lunch, no dinner. And who told you not to eat dinner? I left a whole roast chicken for you in the kitchen. Why didn't you eat it? I didn't like the stuffing. What did you stuff it with? I didn't stuff it with anything. It wasn't hollow. <laughs> Put out the lights. No. Well, just let me rest. I suppose you think I loafed all day. Hmm. I worked my fingers to the bone getting ready for the party and never had one minute's enjoyment. Not a minute. Then I had to wash the dishes, sweep the floor, and heaven knows what else. I still haven't gotten rid of the crumbs in the kitchen. I thought they all went home. <laughs> Very funny. Everybody who came tonight was sweet and thoughtful, and they all brought presents. Good. That's more than you did. The Homers were here, and they brought something. The Gaylords were here, and they brought something. Mm. Even my sister Clara was here. What did she take? <laughs> she didn't take anything. By the way, Dr. Hersey came, and he left a little something for us on the hall table. You're kidding. That tight wad, he left something for us? Yes. But you don't have to pay it until the first of the month. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? Put out the lights, Blanche. Put out the lights. That's the kind of talk I get on my wedding anniversary. No hug, no kiss, no affection. Not even an anniversary card. I did send you a card. I told you 50 times I sent you a card. It must have got lost in the mail. You're lying. Swear. I swear I'm lying. What? I mean, I'm not lying. It was trimmed with lace and it had a wonderful poem on it. I picked it out especially for you. What did it say on it? Go to sleep. Well, if you picked it especially for me, I want to know what it said. It said, happy anniversary to my love. That could be anybody. Let me finish. It said, happy anniversary to my love, my wife, my life, my turtle dove. Life with you is great, it seems. I love you more than pork and beans. Please go to sleep, Blanche. I can't. I'm sick. Really? Are you really sick, honey? So sick I could die. It's those dizzy spells again. I get them every five minutes. How long do they last? 
About a half an hour. <laughs> How can they last half an hour if you get them every five minutes? Don't help me. Help me. Now what do you want me to do, Blank? Shall I call Dr. Hersey? No. Well, what do you want? Are you really sick or is this just something you're doing to keep me awake? Is that it? Maybe it is. It's the only way I can get any attention from you. Attention? No husband in the world is more attentive than I am. Don't I always offer you half the newspaper at breakfast? You shouldn't read at the table at all. And when you drive the car up in front of the house, you might be a gentleman and help me in. Help you in? Oh, no. I have to fling open the door and throw myself into the seat. Well, I slow down, don't I? <laughs> I'd like to see you act that way with Gloria Gooseby. Ooh, don't start with Gloria Gooseby. You'd sure be a gentleman if you had her in your car. I've had her in my car plenty of times, and I've never been a gentleman. What? <laughs> Hate the side of Gloria Gooseby, and I forbid you to mention her name again. You hear me? We've had eight anniversaries, and this is the most miserable of all. It's no worse than last year. <laughs> Our whole marriage started on the wrong foot. It was your idea to elope, not mine. Uh, I wanted to have a real ceremony like all my friends, but you said it was more romantic to elope. We had to be married by a justice of the peace. Should have been the secretary of war. <laughs> you didn't talk like that then. Why didn't you let me have a big ceremony, John? I wasn't working at the time. I didn't have any money. Well, you're working now, and I want a real wedding with a big ceremony. Okay, I'll arrange it in the morning. You say it, but you won't do it. Do it now. <laughs> what? John, get up and let's get married. Are you out of your mind, Blanche? It's almost four o'clock in the morning. Why don't you say you're sorry you married me? Because I'm not sorry. You don't act like you love me. I act. Oh, kiss me goodnight. I'll kiss you goodnight in the morning. Why can't you kiss me now? I'm not facing that way. <laughs> See, you hate me. Oh, Blanche, darling, I don't hate you. I'm just sleepy. Please put out the lights. Did you buy me an anniversary present, John? Mm. Where is it? Where's my anniversary present, John? Oh, you won't like it. I know I won't, but I'd like to see it. Hope you didn't spend a lot of money. I didn't spend a lot of money. Why not? Because I didn't have a lot of money. Just a little old beach bathrobe. It cost eight dollars. Eight dollars? Married eight years and you spend only eight dollars? Now listen, Blanche. A dollar a year for washing your shirts, cooking your meals, darning your socks, raising your children? We haven't got any children. Well, what do you want for a dollar a year? <laughs> What's the matter with you, Blanche? You've done something wrong. I can recognize the signs. It's nothing. What have you done? You love me. Oh, now don't start that again. No, I have a very special reason. Do you love me? Yes, Blanche, I love you. How much do you love me? How much do you need? I don't need anything. Sit up, John. Okay, I'm up. I bought a mink coat. A mink coat? How much was it? Lie down, John. <laughs> Blanche, how dare you go out and spend money on a mink coat? We can't afford a mink coat. Now, don't scream at me. I deny myself everything. I've been cutting down your old girdles and wearing them for suspenders. I sew collars on my underwear to save on shirts. I never spend a penny on myself, and she has to have a mink coat. You had your shoe shine last Saturday. I haven't got any shoes. I had my feet painted black. Where's the coat? Let me see it. Oh, you love it, John. It's not nearly as expensive as you think, either. Only $1,200. $1,200? Here, isn't it gorgeous? Well, take it out of that burlap bag. It isn't in any bag. That's the coat. 
What kind of a coat is that? It hasn't got any fur on it. That's the latest style. Silly, bald mink. <laughs> bald mink? How can you squander my good money for a bald mink? Take that coat back, do you hear me? I'm not going into debt for any bald-headed oh, minks. John, how can you be so cruel? Take it back. Please, John. No. Please? Ugh, what's the use? I love you, John. You're the most generous and wonderful husband in the world. Go to sleep, Blanche. Can I keep the coat, John? Oh, I slave and sweat to keep body and soul together. Deprive myself of every tiny luxury to make both ends meet. It isn't worth it. In one fell swoop, she squanders two years' savings. What has a man got to live for? I wish I had the courage to... I think I will. Nobody cares about me anyway. One shot and I'll find peace. Sure. Uh, wonderful bird. Good night, Blanche. Another type of program that was popular during radio's heyday were the dance band remotes, programs broadcast from ballrooms throughout the country with famous orchestras like Tommy Dorsey, Harry James, and Artie Shaw. It seems like only yesterday, but I know it was another world, another lifetime ago. But nevertheless, I was privileged to announce some of these programs. The music of Hal Kemp and his orchestra. From Al Capstaff's famous Palomar Ballroom here in Chicago, NBC and Monitor present the music of Hal Kemp and his orchestra. Vocals tonight by Skinny Ennis. And now here's our opener. Skinny Ennis sings one of Hal Kemp's famous songs, Lamplight. From out of the night, to you comes music from the land of enchantment, Santa Catalina Island. Music of Ray Whitaker and his orchestra. From the beautiful and world-famous Catalina Casino Ballroom, high above the twinkling lights of beautiful Avalon and the moonlit waters of Avalon Bay, and just 22 miles off the coast of Southern California. CBS Radio takes you dancing for the next 30 minutes to the music of Ray Whitaker and his orchestra. And now here's Rudy Valley to sing his signature. My time is your time. Your time is my time. We just to synchronize and simplify we're harmonizing one step and two steps old steps and new steps from the Hi-Ho Club here in New York City AB taking you dancing to the music of Rudy Valley and his Connecticut Yankees.
Dance band programs are rarely heard anymore except for special occasions and on New Year's Eve. Comedian Guy Marks received, uh, revived some of the old dance band remotes with this parody and the song, Loving You Has Made Me Bananas. American Broadcasting Company presents the music of Pete DeAngelis and his loyal Plunkettville Here in the beautiful gold, yellow, copper, steel, iron ballroom of the Hotel Sheets in downtown Plunkettville, overlooking the uptown section of downtown Pottstown. Stay with us, won't you, and enjoy the sweetest music this side of the Monongahela River. One mile high, two and one half blocks from the center of old New Orleans. Ah, oh, there's gaiety, merriment, and dancing in the hotel sheets nightly. Now, to get things underway, Pete and his loyal banditos play a medley of old standard favorites. Commencing with your red scarf matches your eyes, clothes cover before striking, your father had the ship fitter blues, and loving you has made me bananas. This beautiful picture and lovely lyric portrayed vocally by Dickie Ryan. matches your eyes you closed your cover before striking father had to shift the blues loving you has made me bananas oh your red scarf matches your eyes you closed your cover before striking father had to shift the blues loving you has made me bananas Oh, you burnt your finger that evening While my back was turned I asked the waiter for I dined But I dined all alone Your red scarf matches your eyes You closed your tongue before striking Father had to shift it burnt your finger that evening while my back was turned I asked the waiter for I dined but I dined all alone oh your red scarf matches your eyes you closed your cover before striking your father had to shift it has made me bananas. That wraps up another edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you back next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.